Yo, 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 what's up, action takers? Mark here. I just got back from NFT Miami, and it was bananas. Super cool. And today I'm sharing my top 10 takeaways that you need to know as an up-and-coming entrepreneur. And I, of course, have to give a shout-out to today's sponsor, FranBridgeConsulting.com. It's the best place to start your own non-food franchise, FranBridgeConsulting.com. Totally free. He'll send you a book. Go to FranBridgeConsulting.com to check it out. All right. So let's talk about NFT Miami. Super cool conference. And, you know, I got to say, Miami, to me, is one of the most interesting places in the world. I've traveled a lot. Miami is certainly very, very unique. The conference took place at the conference center in the middle of Wynwood, which if you have not been there, Wynwood is a very artistic, eclectic part of Miami with tons of art, really beautiful art all over the buildings. All They have what we call the Wynwood Wall, so super cool area. They also have cannabis trucks all over the road, which was kind of interesting. But Wynwood, Miami, very unique place, super cool. So let's talk about my top takeaways here. So the first t- takeaway I had is I walked into the conference was it was seemed much smaller than I expected. I mean, heck, last year, these guys had Mark Cuban in the house, and I was just kind of surprised. And it turns out, as I talked to more people, that the attendance, the size, was actually way down from where it was in 2022, down by about 10 times, which I thought was A, surprising, but B, not so surprising, because the NFT market is in quite a lull right now. And I'm not going to get into all the reasons why that is, but NFTs have kind of fallen out of favor. Not as much money in the space. In fact, the first presentation I I watched showed that the amount of money in the NFT space from this time last year has dropped precipitously, like again, about 10 times, which is about how far attendance was down. So anyway, that was one of the first things that I had noticed. As I walked the halls, I also noticed there are a lot of women here. And you know, typically when we talk about tech, you're, you typically think young guys geeking out, um, but it wasn't that way. There were tons and tons of women there, lots on stage, lots in the audience. So I thought that was kind of a cool and interesting thing. Yo, listen, ladies, you are not alone on this tech revolution. You can be there. Now, as I, again, sat down and enjoyed some of the presentations, I noticed that there was a very large emphasis time and time again on NFTs and smart contracts as a way to help artists and musicians retain ownership and income. Now, again, this might be a little bit of a Winwood thing, but I think it's really interesting that we as creators, business people, entrepreneurs, just kind of recognize that NFTs do have some power when it comes to owning your content. Um, and one of the cool things you could do with what we call a smart contract is you can airdrop benefits uh, digitally to people at scale. So I'm not going to go big into that in this episode, but what I will say is that NFTs, I think, are really strong, powerful, and trendy way for artists and musicians, specifically creators, um, to retain ownership and per- perpetual income, right? Pretty cool. Also worth noting, Wyclef Jean and Timbaland were there on stage, and um, yep, they are still is just as awesome as I remember them being when I was listening to their music all the time. So Wyclef and Timbaland in the place. One of the things that also... I was a little bit disappointed in is, you know, the NFT community has has really been about community access, like 
buy my NFT, get access to my Discord, uh, buy my NFT so you can crowdfund some sort of fairly expensive project like a, a development of a neighborhood, things of that nature. Gamification, play my game, you own, you win NFTs, you own the NFTs, you can sell them. So it, it was, it's kind of like a lot of the same ideas just being rehashed over and over and over again. This is nothing new. I was kind of hoping that I would walk in there and see some stuff that was like really mind melding, groundbreaking. Didn't really get a ton of that. Although I did get to meet a gentleman who works for the county of Miami-Dade who was talking about putting home titles on the blockchain, sewage systems, uh, all sorts of other utilities for the county of Miami on the blockchain, which I thought was very, very interesting. I think we need to see more of this. Obviously, home title theft is a, a big industry. And, um, you know, if you're putting it on the blockchain, it becomes harder to do that. So I thought that was an interesting idea. Another thing that I had noticed was as I was speaking to the various developers and projects, a lot of people were moving off of Ethereum uh, and onto what we call the Polygon blockchain. Again, I don't want to get super technical here, but in, in the world of Web3, there are going to be hundreds, if not thousands of blockchains, which are all storing data and information, right? We mentioned the city of Miami. There's going to be tons and tons of blockchains. There's the Bitcoin blockchain, Ethereum blockchain, but um, the, there's pros and cons to all these blockchains. Um, but what I thought was interesting was that a lot of the developers were moving to the Polygon blockchain. Kind of interesting. Next takeaway that I had was in the value of networking. And, you know, this isn't necessarily anything new, but I'll admit it. I was feeling a little bit anxious as I walked into the halls because I didn't really know anyone. I mean, I knew like a couple people that were going to be there. It turns out I knew more people than I thought I knew. But I think going to a conference by yourself, it it kind of forces you to meet new people, which quite frankly is one of the main reasons I go to conferences. I want to meet more people. I want to connect. Um, and as a result of going by myself, I did a lot of walking, a lot of talking, sitting next to different people, striking up conversations. And I think I made some pretty good, pretty cool, pretty cool relationships, got some leads for the podcast agency. So again, don't be afraid to go to a conference by yourself. You never know who you might meet. Another big takeaway was AI. Listen, obviously AI, I talk a lot about it. I think AI is really powerful. That was certainly a big topic of conversation. I didn't see anything there that really revolutionized the way that I look at AI, but it certainly was a major focus and a major topic amongst the speakers. Speaking of speakers, one of the things that I perhaps have undervalued historically, but again, I kind of intuitively knew, was the value of being on stages. Talking on a stage gives you immense authority and immense credibility in the space that you're speaking on, assuming you know how to speak on that topic. But seeing these speakers on stages kind of lit this fire into me. It says, I need to be on more stages. I need to be speaking more. And listen, I, I, depending on the type of business you're in, depending on your skill set, I would challenge you to do the same. Try to get on some stages. Try to speak on a topic that you're really knowledgeable about. Um, there's just a lot of credibility that goes along with that. And I would encourage you to put that on your to-do list for Q2, Q3, and Q4 of 2023. The last big takeaway that I had was regarding the U.S. dollar. The confidence in the U.S. dollar is in an all-time low. Now, it, it, so a couple things are true at once. So first off, in the Web3, crypto, NFT community, 
we are never big believers in centralized currency. That's kind of what the big appeal of cryptocurrency and Web3 is, is that it's decentralized. You don't need a central authority like the Fed printing and controlling monetary policy, right? Uh, also, at the same time, China had just brokered a deal with uh, Brazil to get to make exchanges and trades outside the U.S. dollar. So they brokered a deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Um, and so they're, also they brokered a deal with Russia. So there were a lot of things kind of happening all at the same time. Uh, so people were kind of like, wow, the U.S. dollar is kind of a scary place to be in. And, and I won't give you all my thoughts on that, except I will say that as an American who lives what I would consider a pretty nice life, um, if the U.S. dollar tanks, I think it will be massive suffering for both Americans and the world at large. Um, but again, as a takeaway, it made me think about what I want to do with my money. Where's the best place to save it? What, what should I be doing? And, you know, I'll be talking about this more in future episodes, but this, I've been reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad in the basic premise of the book is to buy assets that give you cash, buy assets that pay you out. Don't buy large expensive home mortgages or expensive cars. These are liabilities. They do not put money in your pocket. But this idea that confidence in the US dollar is low, again, reinforce my idea that technology is happening, massive disruption is happening, and now is the time to learn, to get in the right communities, and to start buying and investing in assets that are actually gonna pay cash, that are gonna deliver the cash flow. So these are all my top takeaways. If you were at NFT Miami, shoot me a shout out, mark at marksvontmedia.com. I'd love to talk to you. That's mark at marksvontmedia.com. And if you weren't at F NFT Miami and you'd like to chat about this, you have questions, hit me up, mark at marksvontmedia.com. At the end of the day, baby, we're in this together. We're growing amazing businesses. They're gonna pay us cash flow for generations to come. And I'll tell you what, we are in a very, 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 very special time in human history. There's some scary stuff, but I'll tell you what, Technology changes everything, and um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, baby. All right, thanks for listening subscribing. I will catch you here next time on the After Hours Entrepreneur. Now it's your turn. Go take action, baby. See ya. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs, and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Franbridge Consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the U.S. and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Franbridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location, from healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at FranbridgeConsulting.com. That's FranbridgeConsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to FranbridgeConsulting.com 
right now. All right, let's get into the episode. 